In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt, and nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primos. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Everybody, hi Jay. Hi Brian. Welcome back to the studio once again. Yes, it's quite splendid. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to this. <laughs> I don't know. It's different, man. It's different. Hope everybody is doing well. Uh, congrats to everybody that made it down to the NC and competed this week. I know we had some local local guys down yeah. there. Yeah, we had a pretty big group down there. Glinka, Glinka, and uh, Pat Keating, mm-hmm. KBL guys. I know uh, Keating was was hammering on him day one. I don't know where he ended up today. I know uh, the uh, Tourney X was having issues today, so 
I believe they got that all fixed up. You got uh, Mr. Brad in the house. Here we go. What's up, brother? Dustin Nichols. Doo-doo. What's up, Dustin? Danny Davidson. What's up? Hey, Danny. Facebook user. Oh, you know what's weird? Oh, no. Christopher wins dancing, but Facebook user says, hello, gents. Really? Why doesn't it ever tell us that? Isn't that like the weirdest thing? It's because we posted up in the group. I'm sure it's uh, one of the guys from the the noobs group. That's right. I know there's a moderator for Facebook watching, so you guys need to fix that. Change that. We need to see names. <laughs> Get on that right now. Thank you. Now. Um, I know the guys at the OG show dropped uh, this image earlier in the week. Ooh. 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 Don't know what that's about. Jeez. November Is that 5th. Is that the right picture? Uh, that's, yeah. Are you sure? That's what they told me. We're, we're doing what? That's what they told me. Here, I got so, one that I can flash real quick. Real quick. Ready? Oh, that's all you're getting. Man. One more time. Oh. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. Tune in. Scary. November 5th. Good things <laughs> happening. Good things. And uh, real quick, last little tidbit of info before we get to our guest. Got the meetup next week. Next week. We did put a tournament up on uh, Tourney X, uh, Search Paddle, the letter N, Finn, no spaces. You'll find it if you're planning on coming down. Uh, there is still a few rooms left, 50 bucks a night per person. Uh, you get your own bedroom on a houseboat. 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 You hear that? Luxury houseboat. I don't even want to stay where we're staying now that there's houseboats. <laughs> I mean, you can tie up your kayak to the houseboat. I know. Just it, saying. It sounds like it's a way more like pleasurable yeah, experience yeah. to get really the full effect. I of think. The I think eleven of us, eleven of the hosts, um, are going to be there. I think that's right. Cody from Jigmasters and JL Fuchs. Country music star. He's going to be jamming some music Saturday night, and we'll have dinner for everybody after the tournament. Tournament's 25 bucks. So if you're in or around Tennessee or you want to venture out, join us. Join us. Well, the man of the hour. Should we get him in here? I think so. I think it's about time. You think he's ready? This is part two. Part two. So if you missed part one. After the broadcast tonight, go back and listen to part one. Let's get him in here. Everett, you got us, man? I got you. What's happening to me? We got you audio-wise. better success. No video? Oh, there he is. There we go. We got your video. We got your video. We're good. We're good. How you doing tonight, brother? I'm really good. I'm kind of uh, anxiously checking my phone here to see some updates from the uh, the team, see how everybody fared, see what the cut did, that kind of thing. So I know uh, most of that's been rolling out here, and I have not um, not really been able to get a grasp of who all made it and who all didn't, that kind of thing. But I know uh, Cup team uh, from us, team new, managed to third place which we're really proud of so i did hear that and uh, i guess that makes us the top manufacturer um ever of all time at everything so that's pretty sweet hmm. heck yeah man 
Yeah, I know what the guys <laughs> no, were. In all seriousness, though, uh, I'm excited. I really am, man. The guys worked really hard for the comeback they made today. Yeah, I know they were sitting in what fourth or fifth yesterday. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, right on. Cool. Fifth. Fifth. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, team new hopefully pulls out a team W. Sounds good, man. Just saying. What do you think about that, Jay? I think it's pretty neato. <laughs> neato. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be cool, man. I like that team aspect. Uh, it, it it brings a whole different, unique style of fishing, I think, you know, when you guys are all working together. Yep. So As it should be. For sure. Team, teams out there pushing yeah. everybody else. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple pushes here and there. May not have listened to him. Yeah, I was but, just going to uh, say, <laughs> the guy who's yeah. infamous for not taking advice. That's right. <laughs> I will fail on my own and graciously. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know uh, I know Jackson. That's been the talk of the kayak fishing community. Jackson was leading day one. It looked like he was doing uh, good today as well. I think when I saw when Tourney X was working – he was still up there in first place, man, and that's uh, super cool to see. So I'm sure his dad's like – He really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure his dad's, uh, you know, saying some prayers because kid wins, man. That's mm-hmm. that's a few bucks that could go towards college. Yeah, and, and he's, he's a good kid, man. Yep, he deserves yeah. it. You know, he yeah. works hard. He's pretty genuine, dude. That's – uh, yeah. I mean, as we all know, you know, all we have is our names and – yeah, he's definitely making one for himself. That's for sure. That's for sure, man. Well, Everett, welcome back, man. It's Brian good to have- uh, is uh, is my video this time and was going to do our test. Do I need to get back on my phone or anything? We good to go for the whole ride this time? No, you should be good, man. Your video's lagging a little bit, but your audio's there, so we we should be good, my friend. Cool. Sounds good. Well, welcome back, brother. How you been? How's things? I've been good, man. Um, personal, uh, it's been a, a roller coaster here the last couple of weeks, but we're getting on through a few things. And I uh, got a certificate of occupancy right back there behind my house for uh, the little barn cabin remodel that I've been putting together for my parents. So they are good moving in probably this weekend. So that's been good, but it's, uh, been a big chunk of my last year for sure. That's cool, man. That's cool. Little cabin, you said? Yep. Yeah, I had a nice little barn back there. And uh, last October, when we found out about mom's throat cancer, we went ahead and decided to uh, pull the trigger and and get um, some kind of permit pulled. And they were real generous with us here. Let's go ahead and kind of build a little house for them back there out of it. So we did a little expansion on it. I come from a construction background, so we did all the work ourselves and um, made it a little bit bigger and, and a whole lot nicer. And uh, I'm actually really, really proud of it. Really happy for them. It's it's only like it's all you know, real open floor plan and super high ceilings, which is nice. And uh, six inch walls, which <laughs> could come in handy up there. Uh, or down here, it's really more in the summertime. It's nice to keep that much insulation, um, but it's going to be efficient. So Very it's, cool, uh, it's man. great, man. Very cool, man. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, man. I had no idea. 
So thoughts and prayers with the family. She's bro. doing better, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you very much for saying that. But she she really is doing a lot better. She had a PET scan yesterday, and uh, they believe she's in remission. So that's, that's awesome, great. dude. That's super good news. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, one year almost to the day, so it's good news. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. The Lord works in mysterious ways, my friend. But uh, super cool, man. Well, I know uh, there were some topics we didn't get to last time you were on, so we wanted to definitely uh, hit on some of them with you tonight, man. And, uh, you know, I I had talked to a few guys, um, you know, prior to the first episode we did with you. And uh, I was told I need to ask you about shoal bass. <laughs> so, somebody said ask you... me about shoal bass. It's a broad question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was told that uh, you know you kind of have a shoal bass fetish. You know, like like that's your jam right there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they really. I... Um... Go ahead, man. No, the delay is killing us. I'm sorry. You go ahead and ask me your, your question, man. No, I was just going to say, I've never caught a shoal bass. I've seen pictures. So, I mean, first off, for for people that are dumb like me, what's the difference between like a shoal bass and uh, a large mouth or a small mouth? Um, so, anatomically, like we'll start with that, they, they don't age as quickly um like size wise as a largemouth so they're a lot more similar in terms of how they look and how they age to a smallmouth and that's why uh you know we catch them in rivers mainly down here um but believe it or not they're actually more closely related to uh spotted bats that was something I didn't know for a long time. I always thought they were they were more closely related to a smallmouth because they look so much like a smallmouth. But um, yeah, they're just a really sexy looking, beautiful fish with a mean, mean attitude. Um, and they're only found in in rivers, rocky rivers uh, primarily, and really only found you know in Georgia or tributaries that are connected to Georgia. So Alabama's um, got kind of a little bit um very very little bit uh florida actually you know does catch you know a lot of our watershed so there's uh there's some in northern florida Hmm. but that's about it man as you get up into north georgia they become a little less common and then um like south carolina north carolina i'm not aware of anybody catching any up there not yet anyway but they are they are migrating. Uh, I don't think they were really recognized as a species until I want to say it was like the late '90s, maybe. I can't remember exactly, uh, but pretty, pretty recently, all things considered. And uh, and now they're really considered, you know, our trophy fish here in Georgia. Um, they're super fun to catch, man. I mean, you guys know how small they behave. It's very similar with uh, with Sholies. Not exactly the same, but but I would say there's a lot of similarities there and um probably my favorite way to catch them is got to be topwater i mean you guys uh probably would agree with with smallies um and shoal bass have the same just brutal mentality they want to kill it even if they don't want to eat it they want to kill it yeah and uh so they're they're super fun to catch um a big one like a you know a really big one 
like bigger than I've ever caught, um, is in the 22 and a half to 23 and a half inch range. Um, which is, you know, one thing that's kind of unusual. Like you don't, you don't normally hear of many river smallies getting to be 23 and a half inches, but it does happen. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. But we've got a handful of guys around here that are all better fishermen than me. They catch, uh, they catch, you know, those true giants. Like pretty every every year, they'll catch one or two. Um, but I think our state citation is still twenty, and so I'm, you know, I'm fortunate every year I manage a few of those um, twenty. I have a, <laughs> I have a few guys that are probably in here that know what a personal grudge I have with the 20 inch closed mouth record. It's, it's eluded me for many, many years for some reason. So close so many times, but, um, that's just kind (laughs) of, that's my number for some reason. (laughs) So they could get pretty, pretty beefy. I mean, a 21, 22 inch fish. I mean, that's no joke, whether it's a small mouth, large mouth, you know, whatever it may be, you know? I was actually just going to comment, like, what's yeah. the what's the fight difference between shoal bass, you know, to a smallie? You know, I, I imagine it's probably a hybrid of both, but maybe you have a better description than I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, honestly, man, and I haven't caught enough smallies to really tell you, but, uh, I mean, to me, um, they do have a little bit bigger mouth, and – they know how to use it, man. One of the first things that you will find with all the big ones is the head shake. They do it a lot. I mean, they'll come out of the water and just thrash with their mouth open and spit hooks like crazy. Um, and as far as, like, the difference in the fight, I mean, there's probably not a huge one other than the fact that they love to just shake. When they jump, it's tarpon time. I mean, they're just nice. thrashing their head around. Nice. Um, but, I mean, Sammy Pugh who incidentally did a great job today with, with team new and the cup team pulling off a third place comeback. Um, but Sammy is in my world, a master smallmouth fisherman. I mean, he's a professional guide. And, um, when he comes down here, he usually agrees that they're, they're harder to land. The big ones are than a smallmouth because of that head shake. Interesting. So, like, weight-wise, what are we talking weight-wise? What does a 20-inch shoal bass weigh, roughly, do you think? 
because of our super hot summers, man, that number changes a lot. Um, you know, I've caught a 20 and a half, 20 and three quarter that was five pounds plus or right around five pounds. And then I've caught one, you know, that was 20 and a quarter, 20 and a half in the same river near the same area in the dead heat of summer. And it was three and a quarter, three and a half. Wow. Uh, but I would say an average, you know, is between four and five pounds probably at that, at that length. Well, like I said in uh, in episode one, when we were talking about those stripers, man, uh, you feel free to drop me GPS coordinates at any given point in time. I'll be more than happy to take them. <laughs> you got an open invite, dude. Um, matter of fact, All I right. think well, uh, if that's the case, the team, you guys will probably be I'm on my way this spring. <laughs> in all seriousness, man, it's uh, you know, it's like any river fishing. You've got your your areas that have the numbers and you have your areas that have the giants and unfortunately the areas that have the giants are usually small and usually you know a handful of us that are uh, all trying not to fish on top of each other in the springtime but that's where they're at you know um i i have learned every thing that i know about shoal bass fishing from just like three guys you know maybe four um, Alan Ragsdale is a local guy, a ton, uh, used to be on the team. Um, but there's a guy named Charlie, um, that has just, I won't blow his name up completely cause I don't, I, I don't want his uh, inbox getting wore out, but Charlie <laughs> is unbelievable, man. Like for a guy that doesn't really, he's not well known. He has a crazy amount of knowledge about these things. Um, everybody that won uh, a tournament down here that I actually was the director for that was a pretty good sized tournament two years in a row we had um, Brad Case won at one time it was like 120 anglers or so I think we had around the same number the second year and Andrew won and, and he's another one that's taught me a lot but uh, yeah man I just I've gotten addicted to him really in the springtime I mean I, I did start dabbling with turkey the last couple of years, but um, March and April is big fish time down here for sure. Okay, right on, right on. So you mentioned like uh, it, it's got to be a rocky river, so like main forage, crawfish, and maybe some small bait fish for those fish? <laughs> Not even small bait fish. I mean, they, they will eat some pretty good size brim and crappy um, okay you know again their mouth is is a pretty good bit bigger than a small mouth um you know our our Alabama spots down here actually have a smaller mouth than the shoal bass do so as aggressive as they are man i mean they eat some some pretty good sized stuff they'll eat other like they'll eat a spotted bass in a heartbeat if they have the chance hmm. um and definitely brim and and if there is crappy, which, you know, a couple of the rivers that we have that they're in, um, delete those too. But yeah, mostly, um, Helgramites, crawfish, you know, and, and smaller bait fish, but some of the rivers that we have don't have a ton of bait fish, you know, they're, you know, we have some that are, um, uh, dam, you know, generation rivers and those have got some huge shad in them like really oh, big yeah. um but 
but I mean, they really, they eat everything. They eat catfish. I mean, you name it. Interesting. Yeah. Not picky. <laughs> That's the type of fish you need to go after, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like, so when you you're only throwing two lures. <laughs> so when you're only sticking to your two lures, at least you got a fighting chance, bro. I'm just saying. Hey, man, it, I think it's more than two, yeah. like at least four. <laughs> it's, it's the colors, I think, is where I'm losing. Well, did you see this comment real quick? JT Fishing watching on YouTube. He said, Brian, hit me up. I'll take you to the upper hooch. They don't get as big up there, but there's still plenty. But you know what the best part about that comment is? You didn't get an invite, Jay. Just saying. I know. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just kidding. Hey, neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? JT, you're holding out on my guys, man. Yeah. That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> It's like, in like, you know, Everett's like the star today. I know, right? Like, we're just the two schmoes that run the electronics and lights and all that good stuff. But, uh, man, that's cool. Clearly, you do a better job running them than I do, though, so that's good. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't going to mention this, but I did see a comment in here earlier. I'm scrolling back. It was Patrick Randolph said, Mr. Technology on in under five tonight. <laughs> Tell him I said, uh, I'm just trying to be like you, log jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a that's story a, there. That's, that's a, mm, it's one of the best ever. And uh, yeah, I can't help it, Pat. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm about to throw you all the way under the bus. Um <laughs> It's just too good of a story. Yeah. I think it was like two or three years ago, um, Brian McClung and Patrick came down and stayed at my house. This was, of course, way pre-COVID and everything. And, man, we had a great time fishing for three days straight. Um, the highlight with – we were out there with Fall Line Guide Service with Alan Raddell. And the highlight of it for me was watching Patrick, um, like just fail a, a few times and then connect with a, um, it was like 21, but the fish had the biggest shoulders on it. I mean, it was a tall, jolly, old fish, big fat tail. And, um, seeing him connect on that thing after he had missed one and like, just before that and was kind of toward the end of our day. It was kind of a hail Mary kind of deal at a, at a spot pretty close to where we were taken out at. And that was such a cool thing, super fun. And then, and then the next day uh, we were on a different river and we didn't have Alan with us. I don't think um, it was just me and the guys and we had a decent day, um, but I was trying to just kind of fish behind them and, and not try to, hit the good spots and um we had this little spot that i always catch some small ones always and the water was higher than usual because this was springtime they were doing a lot of generation and i was like i said brian i said if you want to ease over here man i was like there's there's some small ones over here you know i'll make a cast if i get a little nibble we know they're here you can just basically dead stick a, a soft plastic in here and you'll catch one Without a doubt, which he'd already caught some nice ones the day before, but I was trying to, trying to just kind of keep us moving, keep us catching fish. And I just chucked the old trick worm in there, man. And 
had it sitting on the bottom and picked up. It was heavy, and I was like, it's dink, you know, and uh, went into it and, and still didn't think it was like a, a pretty good fish until it started really diving. Like as I was getting up close to the boat, it just kept peeling drag and peeling drag. And <laughs> Brian was just laughing. He was just like typical, you know, dink, right, okay. And you catch it, and we're here to catch the fish, you know. And uh, it ended up being a stud, man. It was it was like five pounds or close to it. Oh, wow. And um, and you know, twenty and a half or twenty and three quarter. But Patrick, who is one of my you know true buddies in the team, um, he had the big fish still for the weekend, which was awesome. And he was going home just on cloud nine the next morning. He was so pumped about the fact he was going to get a citation. He was going to get a hat. He was going to get all mailed from Georgia, which I've never fooled with any of that stuff. But he was going to do it because it was so special for him and such a cool story. And the next morning, I wake up at like seven. They'd already left to a text. And he was like, it was several texts. I think it was like, Hey man, I don't want to wake you up, but do you have a plunger? I can't find one. (laughs) And then like, (laughs) and then like 20 minutes after that, all right, buddy, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but we got to (laughs) leave. And him and Brian literally rolled out and left this thing with me. All right, I and I, I mean, under <laughs> I understand log jam now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't get much better, man. The stories, I'm telling you. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, uh will never you, live it down in all of West Virginia either. The whole club, MSK, the entire club knows the story. <laughs> Note to self, don't invite him to my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, or or sometimes, make or make sure you got the plunger out ready yeah. to go. It's like sometimes you know it just gets away from you. I mean, what can you say? You know, I yeah. mean, what what were you feeding them? I mean, you said he was standing at your house. Which what were you guys eating? Man, I don't remember, but we we had a good time. My wife is a great cook. I remember. I think she cooked some backstrap and stuff, and you know we oh. were we were having a good time and eating eating well. Um, but honestly, Patrick, he's just one of the guys that that <laughs> I have so many great stories about him, and vice versa. Um, that it makes it makes for good storytelling. He was on a podcast just here a few weeks ago, and he finally unveiled and and told the truth, the story to everybody. That even though now he serves as the regional director for our Mountain States, that I picked him up kind of by accident. Because I, I saw this dude had won, uh, I think it was called like the Capital City Classic or something like that. And I was like, man, this guy needs to be on the team, you know? This sure. was kind of early in my uh, director role with uh, the National Pro Staff. And I was reached out to him. And I'm like, man, congratulations. How long have you had your new canoe? And he had his frontier for a long time. Some of those ugly green ones. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think you'd be good for the team, man. You're a stick. Like you obviously win big events and little did I know this was not that big of an event and he won it like skipping a wacky rig, you know, 
right around the launch or something like that. It's, it's a it's a good story. Not taking anything away from him. He's a good fish. I was gonna say, man, but is, in my mind, with the wacky rig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nor my go pet. That's one. That's one <laughs> one of four baits that Jay uses. The wacky rig. <laughs> Patrick's a good fisherman, dude. He he has shown me up. And uh and obviously I'll never live down the fact that he caught this giant fish and then left me with a giant log jam. Log jam. <laughs> um, but he honestly, dude, you know, he 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 just gets such a kick out of the fact that finally, like only six months or a year ago, I admitted to him, like, dude, I thought you were a big deal. Like I thought <laughs> I thought the Capital City Classic was like the state championship or something. I completely miscalculated this. And uh, <laughs> he gets a big kick out of that. That's hilarious. That's cool, though, man. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, like you said, you got a ton of stories, man. And I think that's I think that's one of the best parts of fishing with folks, man, is uh, looking back at, uh, at at those stories, you know, whether it be a log jam or. Or, you know, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of dinks over here, and then you pull out a giant, you know, it's like. Or somebody trying to, like, jump out of their kayak because there's a spider in it. Yeah. I don't know who would do <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> Screaming like a girl and stuff. <laughs> so now it's his turn. Then I look up, like, one day we're fishing. I look over at him, and he's like, and now this dude's like 6'4", right? He, he's like halfway out of the kayak already. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, there's a spider on the kayak. I'm like, no, really? it wasn't on the kayak. Dude. It came down out of a tree. Came down out of a tree. It was the size of like two tarantulas put together. <laughs> sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have seen how far, dude. He was almost in the water. <laughs> that's how. That's how dedicated he was to find. He's like, I'm not I'm sitting down until I find it. Yep. I'm yep. just like, what are you gonna do, man? It's like probably underneath your seat. I, I don't want to hear that. No, I don't. I don't do spiders. I don't do snakes, and I don't do alligators. No, those three. No. Well, uh, Jay, I got a great, I got a great practical joke to play on them. If you hit me up later, I saw you sent me a friend request. <laughs> I did. Just yeah. get with me. Oh, jeez. You, you got a pursuit. You got a pursuit, right? Brian? Yeah, yeah, I got a pursuit. Yep. Oh man. Uh, Euro, it's over, dude. I got you, Everett. I thought we were friends, bro. Yeah. I wonder if I could pull it up. <laughs> as long as it's on video, it's <laughs> it's fair. I got fair a feeling. Uh, I got a feeling Dale Hollow next week is going to be very interesting. <laughs> a week of gags. <laughs> I mean, internal that's a good rod one. tubes can be awesome. Oh Jesus! Don't be giving it away, yet, man. <laughs> It's like it's funny because you're gonna think it's fake. It's gonna be real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, nice. Oh my god! I'm gonna pick out. it up and throw it, it'll, and it'll just like crawl up my arm. I know. Yeah, and not good. Yeah, it's not like... good. Yeah, Gibson. Gibson's in the chat. He's he's giving me the info. He said in the rod tubes. Thanks, brother. See, that's it. <laughs> trying to warn you. Yeah. See, that's just you know. That's, that's just... what a good team leader does yeah well see what he's really doing is he's getting yep so you think that's where it's going to come from (laughs) probably right because he'd be the first one to jump in on that gag all right man you guys are going to have a three-way group chat later tonight (laughs) this is how you get them this is how you get them i can already see it i'm already freaking out i'm like it's gonna be good man (laughs) dude like there's ones out here man uh, 
It's so yeah. funny. Outside of the studio yeah. here, like it's gonna be like Indiana yeah. Jones meets uh <laughs> like Raiders of the Lost Ark meets <laughs> Kai. You should have seen him earlier today. Like I'm sitting up there, like there's this front stoop and there's all there's like this city of spiders around this light. And he's like, <sighs> and he's just looking at me, he goes, He's like, It's coming down. Yeah, there was one it's coming down. Coming down. down. You should move. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, that thing's no. so far away. It's kind of like what was it? One of those Adam Sandler movies when the with the steamroller, like or or no, uh, uh what's it with the Zamboni? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh no, no, that was uh The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primo's. What's it called? Uh, well, we all know the movie. I think. Yeah. Austin Powers or something, but he's like just ah. Austin Powers. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. the spider's just coming like super slow, and he's like, "You should move." I'm like, I don't really think I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. Well, if you hunt, you've had a spider in your face. I know that. Oh, dude. Yeah. To me, every time I go in the woods, just plastered right in my face. I think the worst one was uh, I got in the stand super early in the morning. It was like end of October, beginning of November. And like the sun was just starting to peak up. And uh, there was a a big owl like right over my left shoulder. I about (laughs) jumped out of the tree stand. I mean, a big loud... Woo, woo. like that'll scare you you know like it's still pretty much dark man like i i remember remember we were talking about the lights and i'm like yeah guys like i got a red light you know so when you go through like you know the deer can't see it as much and all this he's like no i just use a regular light i'm like why he's like spiders man yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know see so yeah. I, I just pointed at the ground dude i've walked into a couple nasty i'm with brian man. like if anything it you just take two lights in the tree with you because then the deer's like, ah, oh, it's just a car. It's in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cars fly now. It's fine. You know, it's one of those things. You got to fake it, man. <laughs> you got to throw them off, you know? <laughs> you know how, yeah. So that's, that's, this is a good segue. How often are you using your kayak to go hunting? Cause you're putting up nothing but like bow pictures right now, which I'm, I'm liking. Um, to be honest with you, man, I have hunted four times. Uh, our season has been going on for, I mean, almost a month. So not great. Um, and, and none of them have been in my kayak yet. Unfortunately, the first two times were with my dad and two times have been a little, a little cousins. Uh, they're 11 and 12 and, um, doing anything with them is, is, awesome but very very challenging so I, I think i need to uh separate the kayak hunting and the hunting with the little dudes um because i could see some disastrous stuff happening <laughs> um but uh but yeah i'm gonna be hitting it hard uh now that mom and dad's house is done especially so mm. to be honest with you though man i'm still really green at um at public land and that's where i'm gonna be tackling it the most i have i have 
couple areas of private where the kayak's actually going to be useful. Um, but the public land around all of its water access, just, I mean, literally from North Georgia, the whole state has, mm-hmm. has a lot of water access. Um, uh, but public land, I mean, I've, I have public land hunted like three times ever. Hmm. So I've just got a lot of learning to do in that, uh, now for sure. I'm just waiting for the day ever posts a pic of like a twelve point buck just mm-hmm. draped over the front of his kayak. That'd be pretty it, sweet. It's a goal, man. You know, I don't know when or if that'll happen, but I, I hope it does, that's for sure. I see a lot of the guys using If the... not, there's always Photoshop. True. That's true, dude. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's like so I, what is it, the kayak hunters group? There's a lot of guys uh that are utilizing the new canoes and yeah, throwing animals in their turkey, Frontier deer, 12s especially. you know, obviously, you know, fowl hunting and everything. Actually, that's something I want to get into. Yeah. Um, I've never, you know, never used the kayak for a hunting excursion like ever. And it just looks really cool. Yeah. You know, and I, and I really like the new canoe designs <clears throat> because of that, because it's like, it's all open and there's plenty of functionality there. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, I don't know. Really liking some of those designs. You never know, everybody. You might see me. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna yeah. say. It. Let's just say he's on the verge of converting. Uh-huh. I've been looking at a lot of stuff lately, but I mean, for what I want to do, it kind of fits. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love my Jackson Liska. I love that thing to death. Um, and I have no plans of getting rid of it, but you know, the functionality of the just new canoe. Just admit it now, dude. You're getting a new canoe. Okay. <laughs> Just Who minute. said you can't have both, man? You know, yeah, this is true. You exactly. can have this both. True. I, mean, I know. Yeah. If you're not on the team, there's. I mean, who cares if you have both? That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. That's no. True. I mean, honestly, uh, the Frontier Twelve for the flaws that I would say it does have, which you know, it's got some, but it's it's just so consistently. I mean, it's a workhorse. You just, you kind of can't beat a boat that's that stable. Doesn't really paddle that bad. Doesn't really mm-hmm. track that bad. Super comfortable. And, man, when I hear of somebody, like, falling out of it or flipping it over, I'm like, how? Yeah, how? earth <laughs> yeah. did you do that? How's that uh, even possible? Uh, yeah. I can, I can uh, which is tell you. Spider? I can tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fall out. <laughs> no, I this is a good story, though. So uh, it was last year, I think, right? When I went and did that. I went and did a talk at a at a, a local anglers club here uh, about kayak fishing in general. A lot of the guys fish out of boats and stuff, and they were interested in kayak fishing. So uh, went down there, did a little intro to kayak fishing presentation, and... Um, one of the guys approached me and he was like, you know, I'd, I'd really like to try this out. Is there a way for me to try it out? You know, if you take me out, whatever. So I worked it out with the local shop, you know, Rocktown Adventures. And I was like, you know, go into the shop, see what boat you like. And, Shameless uh, plug. You know, shh. I mean, <laughs> duh. I mean, Rocktown <laughs> yeah, Adventures right there. Dude, that was almost <laughs> on cue. That was, was a plan but, for uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the guy ended up liking the Frontier 12. So. I'm like, dude, we got a demo. I'll take you out on the water, show you how to paddle, you know, things like that. And then we'll do a little fishing. And uh, 
do all that we start fishing and we're fishing one of my little honey holes and it's out deeper fishing some sunken trees and um it was a little windy so we were paddling up and drifting over the spot and then paddling back up and uh i forget what boat i was in at the time um but he was drifting a little little faster than me and i had hooked up with one good fish and i was just really hoping this guy would catch a fish and i had my back turned to him and next thing i know i hear splashing and i'm like thinking to myself like great this dude hooked up and i turn around and look back and he's in the water up to his neck and i'm like what the heck happened you know so i go into rescue mode i paddle over there real quick and uh this guy's never been in a kayak before so he doesn't really know how to do re-entry that's probably something i should have talked to him about in case something happened <laughs> so we did it on the fly but i'm like you know what happened and he's like well I didn't really ask you, but, uh, I tried to stand up on the seat to pee and, uh, I, I ended up in the water. (laughs) So, so. I mean, let's be honest. It does take some skill and you can't do that right from the very beginning. You know what they, you know what they call this guys? They call this hubris Mm -hmm. and it's just a tremendous overconfidence. And that is what that boat will give you almost immediately. If you don't know what you're doing, because it's like, Oh man, kayak fishing is easy and definitely standing in a kayak is super easy, obviously. But that was the thing. <laughs> he wasn't standing in the kayak. He was trying to stand on the seat. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Which why would swivels. you need to stand? Yeah, exactly. It was an old swivel seat. He didn't know any better. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, this is how we're going to get you back in the boat. And he's like, no, wait. He's like, I'm in the water right now. I might as well just go. <laughs> So, so I had to give this guy his uh, thirty seconds to relieve himself. It, it was very awkward. It was like the, the when we're little kids and like dude pees in the pool. You know, did you guys already engaged? Like, did you already like were you guys so, already holding hands or something before this? No, no, no. He was just holding on. That would have been great. You just been like, uh, do I let go? Do I just was, hold on? I feel awkward. like I could, I could, I can retell this story as it actually happened pretty accurately for you guys um brian was in a blue sky boat works um and paying no attention whatsoever jay was actually the guy demoing the frontier 12 and jay did try to stand on the seat to pee that part of the story was true but when brian said he paddled over to him he was actually like hitting a torpedo or something like that and when he pulled up to him he kicked a ladder, and the ladder is like a pontoon boat ladder. It fell down into the water, and uh, and the rest of it is probably true too. About Jay, he's like, uh, just give me about forty-five seconds. Hold on, and then I'll yeah. your pontoon boat and get in with you. I, I mean, that was happened. Were you there watching yeah. us or what? <clears throat> you know what's great about that? I only lost four lures. <laughs> 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 oh that's great that's great oh, oh man that's so i just got a out. i got a great picture here apparently my camera froze when i was uh doing a little uh a little self chiropractic here let's see if i can show it to you guys you probably won't be able to see it but i have a bad habit of of just kind of cracking my neck 
because I do oh. have a cage in it, <laughs> and apparently it froze when I was just like that. You'd be like, "Hey man, it's it's a new dance." Yeah, it'd be like my kid, and he just, yeah. he just, uh, he, he'll just like look you dead in the face, and just, you're like, uh, oh, like how are you not hurting yourself? <laughs> He's like, "It's fine, I feel no, good." That was uh, that was Ben Smith, and Ben Smith, I cannot. Dude, enough. Last year, he invited me up to West Virginia, uh, Ohio. I'm sorry, um, Pike County, Ohio, to hunt with him, and that was right when Mom got sick, so I wasn't able to make it. And um, he ended up putting an arrow in, you know, kind of like the buck that we'd been watching. You know, he'd been kind of including me in everything all year, which was super exciting. So I'm going back. I'm going up there the end of this month and um uh, just him keeping that invitation open to me has been so awesome that is that is a quality dude right there heck yeah, i can't man. wait to boat hunt with him heck yeah yeah good luck man I, I haven't seen a buck all year i've just been seeing does and maybe a baby like or a baby really young yeah. buck it's a nothing yeah <laughs> he's pretty small <laughs> I, I got two trail cans has out it been there. warm there guys weather been like um it's been fluctuating man like at night um it's been getting down into the 50s um we did have a few nights where it got down in like 40s um and then during the day we had last week was really cold where like it was a high of 60 um but this week it's warm back up but i think yeah. we're back to a cold colder trend next week i believe yeah it's gonna be warm through the weekend yeah so <clears throat> the high today was 87 with a uh, heat index of like 93. Oh, Jesus, well, look at you! It ain't like that here, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was just telling him I didn't like. You know, so yesterday they were deer by both the uh, the trail cams. Today, nothing. Like nothing's gone past them. Mm. They don't like you, Jay. I know. We've had a, a little scent. bit of movement. I mean, our daylight movement's been, you know, still mostly the small ones. I don't know if you guys have this down there, but our our deer, for the most part, if you have any ag land, it's it's kind of like 5.45 to 6.45. The little ones, the babies, are going to run out first. They always yeah. just run out, make a lot of noise, act stupid. Mm-hmm. And then usually 20 to 30 minutes later, you know, the mamas will kind of ease their way on out. Spikes usually around that same time. But our older, more mature bucks, I mean, anything, anything really three and a half and older doesn't happen until, you know, that lasts like 15 to 30 minutes of daylight usually. And uh, it has definitely been brutal with the heat, though, because down here, I mean, that 15 to 30 minutes dissolves into when you're out of the stand really fast. So um, I've gotten, I'll be honest, I've got busted like three out of my four sits they weren't it wasn't always my fault but um it's not been a good start for me yet so i got some making up to do right on man right on well i mean it's still early in the season i mean yeah you know ruts rut hasn't even started they haven't even thought about chasing yet i know i'm excited i want to find more turkey though like that's important yeah, that's, a, that's another funny story. The other day, I knew Jay was in the tree stand. He keeps talking about wanting to shoot a turkey. 
So I sent him a picture. <laughs> I was up in the office and I noticed there was eight turkeys in my backyard. And I was like, How? yeah, sent him the picture. And I was like, how's your sick going? <laughs> yeah. It, it's like and a lot of people don't really, a lot of people don't realize like where Brian lives and everything West. Yeah. It's like prime Turkey habitat. And most of that area is private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, <laughs> you really can't utilize it unless, you got you know, yeah, you got permission or something. And he's got him like literally he's had him on his, his back deck. And, yeah, chasing my dog yeah. around circles. Yeah, I mean like you <laughs> have to try. I mean, how would that be you just open up your back sliding door? Shh, and just... You can't tell people my plans, bro. <laughs> I mean, no, we will hear that, Bo. Yeah, exactly. I mean when he posts a giant gobbler with like seven beards, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was eating the dog food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never thought about that. Thanks. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a picture up here, man. And uh we didn't talk about this last time, I don't believe, but I think we, we definitely need that to talk about is this. Ginormous. It is uh an Atlantic um shad. And, uh, <laughs> honestly pretty easy to catch um as you can tell uh all you need is like a really big bread ball and you just drift it under a giant like a milk jug and that'll that's how you catch them the old atlantic shad it's interesting because it looks a lot like a tarpon yeah i was gonna say kind of looks like miami or something in the background there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, try to hide that uh that that skyline. <laughs> yeah, sheesh. I tell you what, man. Um, yeah, so I've hunted, I've hunted wow, get it off your brain, buddy. Uh I fished <laughs> uh for tarpon um a little bit along the east coast of Florida and also on the west coast of Florida. Um and this was actually with uh with Brandon Barton, Emerald Coast kayak charters. Um you know, I haven't considered him like a professional guy as much as just, a, you know, kind of a buddy. Marty Mood actually took me the first time. I was just down there on vacation, and we were chatting one night. And he's like, dude, why don't you just come with me? You know, we'll just try to go catch one night. And uh, we saw a bunch that night but didn't hook up on anything. And then decided to go back down and uh, mess in. And just like, man, I've got this torpedo things got a ridiculous range on it and uh i'm willing to do whatever it takes to go catch one of these things and he's like man all right if this is the case then we're going to be swinging for the fence because it'll be early in the season but why don't you come kind of in this date range and you have to know it's zero or hero that's exactly what he said and um happened to be hero that day man i hooked up once and i landed it and Hmm. um so i'm I'm real grateful for him. I mean, I've told you guys before, all of the big fish that I've been fortunate enough to catch, you know, for the most part, um, there's somebody else I have to thank for it in some way, shape, or form. So, in this case, definitely Brandon. I went back this year, and and we didn't have perfect conditions. It wasn't as good as it was that day, um, and we didn't. We saw a few, but we couldn't really run them down. Um, I stayed out there by myself after he went home and, and grounded out. I ended up catching a big king 
that's actually in that same album where these are at. Big, beautiful king. Um, but this wasn't a good year for me with uh, the tarpon. It didn't happen. But um, I'm actually hoping to go back to like Destin, Pensacola next month. And if I can, I'll, you know, see if there's anybody still hanging around. It's, it's pretty late in the season, but hoping to uh, close the year out with one more. That would be really cool. Well, I mean, even Bart Swab was telling us that tarpon are incredibly hard to, to bring in. I mean, let alone hook up. So, I mean, even just to pull yep. in something like that. Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's huge. Be, what five foot fish? I think it's I think it's closer to six. Inches. That's it's easily a sixty inch fish. Or, or yeah, or maybe even a. I don't know. I think we're well, pushing for, six, for six reference. Feet. Like I mean, I'm fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm 6'2", 220. That's six feet. So, a picture. And um, I don't know, man, you know, as far as, like, weight goes, they mainly go off of weight. And... um, I really have no way to gauge that because it's the biggest fish I've ever held. But but you can see, you know, I'm not a small guy. You look mm-hmm. at you look at my hands around its jaw. I mean, they're really big. The coolest thing about them is just how old they are. Yeah, I'm, I didn't really, I didn't realize that this fish could be like thirty five, forty years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're they're super old. You know, not only do they look like a dinosaur, but relative to other fish, they they basically are a dinosaur by the time you get to that size, uh, mature mature sizes. But the crazy thing about it, man, is this is not even a big one. I mean, yeah, I guess you guys right. have seen enough pictures to know this oh, is yeah. this is like a a decent mature one. Mm-hmm. You know, not bad, but decent. But they get way bigger than this. I mean, that thing's mine, I would say, yak, probably. <laughs> It is, yeah, but I mean, I, I would say now that I've looked at enough pictures of other ones, mm-hmm. you know, this one's probably like 120 to 140 maybe, and they, guys catch 220s and 240s. I mean, it just blows my mind to think they don't get a lot longer, but they get a lot just bigger than this. I kind of remember from the past, like, Bay Winkleman in a canoe, um, in some shallow flats, you know, probably some backwater. I don't know. Probably, I would think Keys a lot of people, but he like, he picked up this thing yeah. and he was standing up and he's like pulling this thing up and this thing is still touching the bottom yeah. of the boat. Right. I mean, it's an amazing. I mean, I think of the force. Yeah. That thing has. I mean, did you have to put what the, the cool torpedo on this? like full reverse while you were fighting that thing. <laughs> so you didn't end up in Cuba it's or Puerto neat, Rico? Actually, yeah, it's kind of neat, actually, the story, man. We did not see a, a single pod this day. Okay. And we actually saw more this last time when I was there. But it was just kind of like one of those, just you just keep covering water over and over again. You make a lot of passes and and drifting and pass and drift and pass and drift. And I had kind of looped. And as I was turning, 
to come back and make a pass, the drag just started screaming. And what's just stuck in my mind is that I had, for some reason, just probably like 10 minutes before that, which we'd been out there for hours, I had just reached back and loosened my drag up a little bit because I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, I'm not sure if I had my drag set right. It might have been too tight. And you know how in retrospect you look back and you're like, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the reason that I went one for one, you know, because it doesn't always happen like that. But this fish didn't jump a lot, but it jumped at this moment I'll never, ever forget. You know, it was, that drag went off. I slammed my steering, which, you know, the new canoes have this really nice cable steering. I slammed it over so it was turning itself and I could kind of reach back with both hands and pull the rod out and kind of turn into it and lay into it. And just as that fish realized I was connected to the other end of it, when I put some weight into it, that's when it just went out of the water, you know, just <laughs> thrashing and Tail shaking. Band. And at that very moment, a guide who was out there in his flats boat, it was a skiff with like two other guys on it. They saw it happen like at that very second. And Brandon got a Facebook message probably two, three hours later. And he was like, Hey dude, one of my clients like videoed this. <laughs> no and, way. uh, I think it was just a, like, a, yeah, it was just like a live photo from an iPhone, but I got that from the dude. And, uh, that was super cool, man. I mean, cause I didn't have a GoPro going or anything. Of course you guys know I'm, I'm great with technology, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we didn't no, say that. No, no video, no GoPro. Log jam was I mean, the one gotta, I talked about. You got a torpedo. <laughs> I, mean, I do have that kind of technology. I'll trade you, bro. Uh, but no, man, it, it was it was a really good experience. Uh, almost almost every <clears throat> epically big fish of any kind I've ever caught, I have just a really clear memory of something about it, and that's why I keep doing it for sure. Well, I think that's one thing, man. Like. You know, this is the second second podcast we've done with you, and and we've worked through this timeline of stories. And I mean, thinking about it right now, like some of the trophy fish you've caught, dude, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing, dude. Um, and I I think that's one thing that uh, that makes you special. I mean, we uh, you know when we're searching around for guests and stuff you know i think that was the one thing when we talked about talking with you you know um it's like very unique man whether it's whether it's hunting and or fishing like you're just a all-around trophy hunter you know what i mean um and it's pretty cool um that you're so versatile and chase these multiple different species of fish um anywhere and everywhere dude it's it's super cool man it's something to say you know what i mean yeah it makes me want to use i'm really uh <laughs> you're gonna get jay out of I'm his comfort really, zone i'm a, i've told you guys before man i'm i'm a grateful man and i'm a grateful man for a lot of reasons but um i'm a very spiritual man and a very grateful spiritual man and whenever I see creation like this, you know, it reminds me of the power of creation and the power, um, of God. And I just, I cannot believe the opportunities that were given, you know, by his, by his children. So it's been an amazing thing. Um, 
you know, just making some of those connections from fishing. I'll be honest, you know, I, I never really felt that way about tournaments. Um, they never gave me the same kind of connection that the just raw experience of a, of one really special or really giant fish. Um, but as I'm getting a little bit older and a little bit older, there's, there's a lot of things that do that for me and those experiences, you know, they, it broadens a lot. Um, I was thinking the other night we, we completely ruined our second hunt in a row with these two little guys that I just love very much. <laughs> My little cousins, uh, the first hunt, I let them sit on the ground up against a tree cause they had done really good with that last year a few times. And I let them sit that way and we had three does coming in and I had one at like 18 yards, but it was quartered to me and it saw them. I mean, clear as a bell, both of them. And it was stomping and staring at them stomping. I've set up a really sick arrow setup. I'll tell you guys about later, but at the time I just had kind of one of my lighter, more, run of the mill setups and i was like this isn't a good shot i shouldn't take this but i didn't even try it but the other night we we didn't see anything they kind of were loud again and you know you put two little boys in a ground blind above them in my tethered saddle and they're shaped i see the whole thing shaking like <laughs> sticks falling off the ground blind they're laughing and cutting up in this thing and I was like, we're not going to see anything, you know, <laughs> but I looked up and just saw this beautiful sunset and there was a big old owl calling and, um, I let one of them sit in my lap and drive us out the driveway of the place. <clears throat> I was like, you know, this, this is the kind of stuff that makes great memories and it's way more important than what we shot tonight. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the big fish thing for me, man, is just memories. I have a memory mm -hmm. behind every single one of those pictures that I'll probably never forget. And, uh, and I, it's just what makes me happy, you know, and, and I, I have no, I mean, <laughs> I am quite sure that Jackson Orr is going to remember <laughs> every minute of today, uh, yeah. and yesterday mm -hmm. and, and maybe all week. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that at all, but, but I think that that's what the outdoors experience should be about is, is creating those memories that make you feel super connected. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. I agree. I just took my boy out too <clears throat> um, last Friday. Um, you know, he was sitting at the base of the tree, but I put like a little, one of those ground turkey uh, blinds around him and he was in full camo, yep. you know, and there's plenty of, there's still a lot of green out here, a lot of leaves and everything. But uh, I ended up getting a coyote. But we had two deer that came off to the side where I had no shot whatsoever. They were making so much noise. They didn't even care. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> they never came into range, you know. So I was like, man. But but he got to experience that. So he was totally digging it. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to kind of at least share that, you know, part with him. And yeah. Then, you know, but being out there, it's like that's what – He's more of the outdoors kid. He's really interested in it. So I'm trying to give him that experience as much as I can. But I mean, to your point, it's it's just nice being outside. You yeah. know, I mean, I was sitting in the tree yeah. stand just staring at I was staring at the top of the trees. I don't even remember how long. 
Yeah. Like, he's kind of zoned out and just like. That's why you didn't see any deer, man. Yeah. I was like, I'm just watching these squirrels that keep trying to narc me out every five seconds. <clears throat> you know, but uh, no, it's, it's just it, what an experience, you know, it is to be outside just in general. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think that's a good positive note to end on right there is, uh, is Everett's statement there, man. I mean, uh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Everett, we'll give you the floor, man. Uh, close it out. Shout outs, thank yous, anything like that, my friend. Um, I mean, I know the main reason, you know, no, uh, just calling it like it is, you know, the main reason that I'm here is, is because of my uh, awesome opportunity I have with New Canoe. So I'm always grateful for my role there as National Pro Staff Director, but part of what makes it so much fun is getting to just be a cheerleader and a fan. And that's what I've been this week. So um, I, I think my shout out this week is to the, to the team and the way they represented out there at Gunnersville. Um, yeah. The last time I was at Gunnersville, you know, that I, I, I think I won a record or something. I want some money out there. And um, I remember thinking, um, when they were all headed out there, man, these guys have got a really cool opportunity to see a beautiful place. It, it really is an incredible fishery, and I hope they have a good time. And it seemed like it was a really hard tournament for a lot of guys, but a lot of our guys had a really good time. They had fun. They fished together as a team. And um, and that makes me really proud, man. I, I, I'm more proud after all the time that's been invested as, you know, building this team as the director I'm more proud of guys that can work together as a team and have fun, be gentlemen, be professional be ambassadors. I'm so much more proud of that than, than any trophy or any tech. And, um, that's just a lot of, of who we are. I think as a company, I hope so, you know, it continues to kind of make me feel like I'm in the right place. And a lot of our teammates feel the same way that we care more about character and we care more about, um, you know, kind of who we are than, you know, just selling stuff and making money. And I want it to continue to be that way. And I think it will. And I'm, I'm so glad to be part of that. And we've got some stuff coming, you know, I don't want to reveal too much, but, um, you know, we're far from done. We've just, uh, you know, being a smaller company and being the kind of company that's very conservative and diligent and, um, trying to keep the, uh, the heart and soul of who we are. A lot of this stuff takes more time and that can be to the great frustration <laughs> of some folks who, you know, who see bigger companies have millions more dollars of capital funding, allowing them to do a lot more innovation and, and think faster. And that hasn't been our, our ability or blessing, but we've definitely been in a position here lately to do more and more. We're excited about that. And we've got some cool stuff in the works. So, uh, thank you everybody for your support. Sweet, man. Well, we're looking forward to, uh, seeing what's coming out. So you, uh, you might have to come back for round three. You just, you end it. Or so Blake, you man. always have a, have a way to come back on. I like smartest guest ever. <laughs> just saying, just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but I dig it, man. I hey, dig it. Well, uh, Hey, Jay. Jay, I, I just want to shamelessly plug, man. You know, it's not too late to put something in your arsenal for hunting season. 
you know, just saying, just saying, <laughs> just saying, uh, I couldn't even imagine what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't, don't want to admit it. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm just subtly dropping a hint. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Just a little one. That was like, I mean, with Jay, you, <laughs> ca- you kind of got to take the hint and slap him across the face with it. That's just the yeah. way Jay operates. That's right. I'm like, you know, I was telling you, I'm like a 50% closer, you know. I, I can get him in the door, but I just, I don't know if I, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh. right on. You guys run a fun show, man. I, I enjoy being on here. Yeah. I appreciate you guys inviting me. I'll be back anytime. I would love for you guys to turn on, you know, other guys on the team. Um, we've got some, some really, really good tournament guys that might be good to, Invite on, you know, mm-hmm. as the season winding down. But Blake is Blake's a pretty good host too, pretty good guest too. And I'm not gonna lie, he's uh he's been on Westbrook once before stuff, and and he's always he's got a brain for the business side of this that I think is always interesting for people who Absolutely. um you know kind of want to know what happens behind the curtain sometimes. Yeah, that's uh that's been discussed. I know he was uh uh moving and things like that, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, coming, now he's chasing now he's coming soon. a second hurricane in like a month, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's worse. That's the salt life, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, is it is yeah, it yeah. like that meme is yeah. like you know about yeah, the salt stickers, yeah. like you know, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, brother, uh, we very much appreciate your time and uh, thanks again for joining us tonight and uh. Look, looking forward to the next one, man. Um, stick yeah. around a second. Jay, anything? No, hey, thanks for coming on, man. It's always great talking to you. Awesome. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. Don't be nice to Jay. That's right. You didn't take your hand. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the show. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. With that being said, guys and gals, thank you, everybody who tuned in tonight. Um, Good luck to everybody that made the top 100 of the national championship. That'll be fishing tomorrow. Good luck to all you guys and gals. Hope you guys uh, smash them all. So, till next time, boys and girls. Deadline, smooth paddling. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. 
Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration presented by Battery Tender every Tuesday and Sunday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy fishing and hunting content that will inspire you to get outside, but also to take action in preserving the land and water that allows us to do what we love most. Tuesdays and Sundays in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 